witty moments. And I'm just consider what Christmas is all about. Something a bit different this morning. Normally, in our little Bible teaching session, we, we would go through verses of the Bible. This time I want to go through some verses of a famous, well-known carol. The one we're going to sing at the end of the service. And just show you how it's anchored in the verses of Scripture. Look, I don't, I don't think I've noticed the TTP, unless I missed it. Are carols play, playing in the background? Am I missing? There are not there. I don't think so. But look, I, I can at least remember when we were in the UK, I'm sure, unless, you know, it's this vintage sort of five of the year. But I'm pretty sure when you, when you used to go into the malls, there'd be carols playing, at least Christmas songs. And it's one of those, our little town of Bethlehem, that I want us to look at together. Here's, here's the first heading. Jesus dispels darkness. Jesus dispels darkness. Notice, our little town of Bethlehem, as still we see the lie, above the deep and dreamlessly, the silent stars go by. Maybe it's a cushion. Maybe we'll move the cushion away from you. If you like to know your reactions to things sometimes. There. It could be the cushion. There we go. Okay, so, uh, above the deep and dreamless sleep, the silent stars go by, yet in thy dark streets shineth the everlasting light. The hopes and fears of all these are met in thee tonight. It's talking about darkness covering Bethlehem. It's not natural darkness that's in view here. And this is a darkness that's called whatever there's alienation between the source of all light. The source of all light is, Jesus said it, didn't he? I am the light of the world. Yeah, maybe we'll sit you somewhere else entirely. Can we sit somewhere? Hey, close Catherine, please, maybe. There's something bothering you here. There you go, Thank you. Uh, you see, true darkness. <laughs> Can we send him out? <laughs> True darkness is whatever there's an alienation from the source of light. Okay, it gets dark here about 8.30 at the moment, and that's because at that moment, 8.30, 9 o'clock, we are alienated, separated from the sun, aren't we? It's on the other side of the world. And the point here is, is that the reason Bethlehem was in darkness is because they were alienated from their maker. But here's what Jesus does initially, recording it in one of the Old Testament passages that we sometimes read at Christmas, written hundreds of years before Jesus came. The people walking in darkness have seen a great light. And those living in the land of the shadow of death, a light has dawned. Jesus is the true source of light. And by the way, we don't just mean the light that we see so that we can maneuver ourselves. We mean the light that illuminates every aspect of our lives. The light that brings relationships. The light that brings us, brings us the resources we need for life. The, the light that guides our paths. Jesus is the source of all that. Here's what he says in John 10.10. 10. I have come that they may have life. Jesus' light brings us into the fullness of what we are and what we're supposed to be. It's almost as though we've lost something about our identity as humans. And what Jesus does when he comes, he gives us a reset 
brings illumination into our world and gives us what true life is. We'll see what that is shortly. We'll hold that in intention. But number two, Jesus brings peace to all the earth. So the Christ is born of Mary and gathered all above. While mortals sleep, the angels keep their watch and wandering love. Our morning stars together proclaim the holy birth and praises sing to God the King and peace to men on earth. I'm reading it because if I sang you like Theo, then you wouldn't be here anymore. <laughs> you just want to be pretty. But peace. Peace is something that our world is void of. Look, I know in many ways here on this island, you know, way out on the other side of the universe, uh, we are shielded for so much. And at the moment, by the grace of God, we're shielded from much of the pandemic of Corona only. But we're also often shielded from many of the wars that are existing, happening right now. Whilst we're sitting in relative safety, the people in other parts of the world, many parts of the world, when that is going on right now, right now. You see, it doesn't capture the attention of the media because the only thing that captures the attention of the media now is Corona. But simultaneously, and killing far more people, is that in many parts of our world today. And it, it's indiscriminate, whereas Corona seems to bypass children by and large. War takes children just as easily as it does that. And the reality is, well, we know wars, many wars, and some of you are old enough, I'm sure, to have. You know, at least been a child in the last great war. Great, I don't mean great in the great in 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 measure. Others through Vietnam, myself through Afghanistan, and then many others. Yemen is in unrest today. And we hear what Jesus does. Isaiah again, an Old Testament prophecy. He is called the Prince of Peace. And the picture that's been portrayed is that when Jesus enters the realm, enters the realm, or wherever he enters, he brings peace. Or Christmas say we'll see a video that Sidus suggested we watch about how there was peace in no man's land on Christmas Day. When Jesus comes, you see, he brings lasting peace. He brought peace into the environment that he came, but ultimately we're waiting for his second return, for his second coming rather, when he'll come and bring a peace, which according to Matthew 5, tells us a peace that we will love enemies and pray for those who persecute us. I know that seems an impossible situation. How do you love, you know, I'm give you a situation in the Middle East, how does an Arab love a Jew or a Jew and Arab when there's that in the, the historic conflict. And yet, there are churches in the Middle East where there are Arabs and Jews at peace. And we only see a glimmer of that or measures of that. I mean, there's peace here between, you know, very diverse people. I mean, the bearded type and the non-bearded type. You know, ultimately, one day when Jesus returns, he came as a baby, when he returns as a man and as king, 
there will be peace forever. Lasting, tangible peace. So he brings peace to all the earth. The third thing that Jesus brings up that Carol brings to our attention is Jesus comes to every welcoming heart. Listen to these words, they're lovely. How solemnly, how solemnly the wondrous gift is given to God imparts to human hearts the blessings of his heaven. Now we may hear his coming, but in this world of sin, where meek souls will receive him still, the dear Christ enters in. We receive Jesus. We receive him into our lives and our hearts. And here's what he differs to every other religious system in the world. It's not by being better people. I don't know about you, Sarah, but I've tried to be a better person. And you know, I'm pretty rubbish at it. Seriously. I don't know about you. But I'm pretty rubbish at it. And if, if our entrance to heaven, and my entrance to heaven, was on the basis of how good I can be, well, I'm not going to do very well. And if we're honest, neither are any of us here. But the wonder of the gospel is this. This is in John 3, verse 16. God so loved the world that he gave his one and only Son, that whoever believes in him shall not perish. Have eternal life. It's a faith in Jesus that brings us into this peace and welcoming of Him into our hearts. And this faith isn't merely believing that He exists. Many people believe that He exists. The devil believes that He exists, doesn't he? And we're not holding that hope for Him to be in heaven. Now, this belief is about a confidence in Jesus. <laughs> A confidence in his character, in his word, a confidence in who he said who he is. He said he's the Son of God. It's a confidence in his power. He demonstrated what he can do. It's a confidence in the person Jesus. That's what it means to believe in him. It's, it's, it's like if we said to somebody, look, you know, go and do well in your driving test. We believe in you. You know, or, or when you step into an airplane, you may say to the captain, we believe in you. You better believe in him, otherwise don't get on the plane. You see, you're putting your confidence in your life in that person's hand. That's what it means to believe in Jesus. It's to say to Jesus, Jesus, I believe in you. I trust you. I've got every confidence. The Apostle Paul says those very words when he was in prison and when, well, when he should have despaired. He says, no, I'm not despairing because, because I believe in Jesus. He says these words, isn't he? Philippians. For I know in whom I have believed and I'm persuaded that he's able to keep that which I've committed to him against that day. Can you see his point? He's reminding himself, look, I'm in prison. I, I should be in despair. I, I may be heavy. And, he, and we think he was. Okay? But I'm not in despair. I'm confident about my life and my existence. Beyond this cell. Beyond this world. I'm confident that I have an existence in another world because I believe. I have confidence. And hope that is certain in Jesus. I know in whom I have believed. And when you know this, your faith in Jesus is what will still keep you afloat. Remind yourself of that. Memorize those verses. Okay? For I know in whom I have believed. 
and I'm persuaded that he's able to keep that which I've committed to against that day. And the last one, number four. Jesus deals with our sin. O holy child of Bethlehem, descend to us, we pray. Cast out our sin and enter in. Be born to us today. You see, Jesus will make his abode with us to all who open their hearts to him, to all who believe in him. But in the process, there has to be an exchange. Well, when a glass is full, if you've got a glass of water, I'll make this healthy, okay? <laughs> we'll miss out the colon. Okay, if you've got a glass of water and you want to fill it with a glass of... That wasn't funny, was it? <laughs> oh, not really. Oh, no, no. <laughs> sure. And you want to fill it with a glass of orange juice, what has to happen? One has to go. There has to be an exchange. And here's the thing about this exchange for Jesus to come into heart, there has to be uh, this relinquishing of sin. But you can't do it. We've already said, haven't we? Hey, Gloria, 2021, turn over a new leaf. You're going to stop smoking. Okay? <laughs> Gloria doesn't smoke. But, 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 but whatever it may be, we're just not going to do it. Jesus, in this exchange, the Romans 3.23, all have sinned, fall short of the glory of God. The exchange occurs is when we come to Jesus and we say to him, Lord, I'm a terrible person. You know, if we can't say that about ourselves, we're as far from Jesus in his heaven as we possibly could be. If any one of us is feeling right now, me and Jesus are pretty good because I live a pretty good life. We are further from Jesus than we could possibly imagine. We're nearest to Jesus when we realise how awful we are, how far short we fall. That, that even our best things, you know, giving to charity, being kind to our neighbours and Wishing someone a Merry Christmas. All those wonderful things we do. I said, Jesus, the best things that we do are tainted and don't quite match up, live up to his mark or standard. And so what is, what is it that we need to do is to simply acknowledge that we're not good enough for Jesus. To cast ourselves upon him and to say to him at this Christmas time, Jesus, I don't meet your standards. I can't meet your standards. Will you have mercy on me? What's mercy? Mercy is something that I don't deserve. That's what Jesus wants of us. Don't come to him feeling good about yourself. That will just alienate you from him. Rather come to him and feel bad about yourself. That you don't live up to the mark. And he promises that all who come, all who acknowledge the way they are, he promises to receive you, to clean you out, to do an exchange, to live in you, and to walk with you. And he promises you, though from that point on you may trip and, and stumble and fall and still do bad things, that, that every moment it cleanses. It, it's a continual 
cleansing transaction that goes on from your moment of your faith till you get into heaven, so long as your confidence is in Jesus. And so here's what we see. Jesus dispels our darkness. Jesus brings peace. And Jesus comes to any welcoming heart. And Jesus deals with our sin. This is this. Whoever comes to me, I will never drive away. He who believes has everlasting life. When you come to Jesus this Christmas, say, Jesus, I'm sorry. Jesus, I believe in you. Jesus, come into my life. Jesus, fill me with faith and the hope of your heaven. And help me from this moment on to live with you 